Mankind was created in the image of God. Male and female created he them. This is binary in every way, as is sexual morality and immorality. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. It's not confusing in the least, though many are confused about it. They're confused not because it's difficult to understand, but because they love darkness rather than the light. So, how did we get here? By here, I'm referring to the rampant engaging in and almost ubiquitous celebration of sexual immorality. We arrived at this place by defining for ourselves good and evil, right and wrong. There aren't enough letters, there are not enough plus signs to be added once we depart from God's standard of sexual morality. Rebellion against the Lord is nothing new. We read about it often in the pages of history and in the pages of Holy Scripture, including in Numbers chapter 25. Here now, verses 4 through 9. The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Each of you slay his men who have joined themselves to Baal of Peor. Then behold, one of the sons of Israel came and brought to his relatives a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the sons of Israel while they were weeping at the doorway of the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he arose from the midst of the congregation and took a spear in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and pierced both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman, through the body. So the plague on the sons of Israel was checked. Those who died by the plague were 24,000. In the first three verses of this chapter, the verses leading into our text, we read that Israel played the harlot. They did so with the daughters of Moab. Coupled with this, and these two things go together, they bowed down themselves to false gods, the gods of Moab, joining themselves to Baal of Peor. We read in verse 3, And the Lord was angry against Israel. In our text, we see that Yahweh gives a clear command, a command that sounds a bit harsh to our modern ears, but his people were being disgraceful. There needed to be prompt and public action as a warning to all the people. But then we read something that I find remarkable. One of the sons of Israel takes his wickedness to another level. We read that while the people were weeping, this man blatantly, before the face of Moses, before all of the people, and of course, before the face of God Almighty, 
carried on in his sexual immorality. So in verse 6, we read of one man's blatant wickedness. But in contrast, in verses 7 and following, we read of one man's righteous zeal. Because of the godly zeal of Phineas, the plague was stopped. God's wrath was turned away. And Phineas was both praised and blessed by the Lord for what he did. Are we as zealous for the glory of the Lord and the purity of his people as Phineas? If so, we won't stand idly by as sexual immorality and degradation abound. We will clearly, boldly, lovingly call out this heinous sin in the church as well as in the world. Listen to the questions and answers from the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 41. Question 108. What does the seventh commandment teach us? That all uncleanness is accursed of God, and that therefore we must, with all our hearts, detest the same, and live chastely and temperately, whether in holy wedlock or in single life. Question 109. Does God forbid in this commandment only adultery and such like gross sins? Since both our body and soul are temples of the Holy Ghost, he commands us to preserve them pure and holy. Therefore, he forbids all unchaste actions, gestures, words, thoughts, desires, and whatever can entice men thereto. This would include adultery, androgyny, bisexuality, bestiality, bigamy, contraception, deviant acts, effeminacy, fornication, incest, lesbianism, masochism, pedophilia, pornography, prostitution, rape, sadism, sodomy, transvestism, unbiblical divorce. And I'm sure I've missed some, but you get the point. As the Westminster Shorter Catechism states, the seventh commandment requires the preservation of our own and our neighbor's chastity in heart, speech, and behavior. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.